Welcome to Termagen Talk, a weekly walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads who happen to be women. I'm Chantel. And I'm Glitty. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for downloading our introductory episode. Today's episode is going to count as episode one. Um, right now, you're going to be able to find our podcast on Anchor Pod, Stitcher, Google Pod, Podtastic, and Radio Public. And just follow us on all of our socials so that we can update you when our podcast is going to be available on um, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, Apple iTunes. So I want to let Goody take the lead. This has been a crazy week in terms of like news. Um, everyone's been talking about the Pride, the Fire Fest. I keep wanting to call it the Pride Fest, uh, the Hulu doc and the, um, the Netflix. Netflix doc. And uh, Goody and I were talking and she had a really great insight as to something that stuck out for her beyond Alan and all of his shenanigans. And I want you to just talk a little bit about it, maybe give some background on the Pride Fest and then what stood out to you. Okay, so, you know, as I said in the intro, I have loved watching hip-hop grow, even though it's been painful. It's been really painful. And um, for me, the Fire Fest speaks to one of the key reasons it's painful. We have Ja Rule, a man who, you know, he, he had a really good career. Um, 50 kind of ruined that for his own reasons. Justifiable, so he took some... He took something away from Ja. Ja goes to jail, and that takes something away from him. And then he comes out of jail, and he gives everything away to Billy McFarlane and the Fry Festival. Like, I have zero respect for him right now based on his involvement in this Fire Festival. I also want to call it the Fry Festival. Um, I guess it's a... They've got a phonetic problem because yeah. even with that magnesis, magnesis it was not penis. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So they should have spent a little more time yeah. in phonics because um, their naming conventions suck. It really does. But, like, on one hand, um, I feel like Ja Rule came out of jail and Billy was looking for someone to bring him close to the hip-hop culture and... So do you think that the hip hop culture is now the culture that people want, everyone wants to be associated yes. with, whether you're yes. black, white, young, old, yes. standing next to a rapper, you Absolutely. feel like gives people the credibility? It gives them credibility. Um, I, I don't doubt that other people were approached about standing next to this fire festival. And mm-hmm. I don't d- doubt if someone brought it to me and kind of really detailed as they would have had to, what it was going to take, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. That feel sounds like, crazy. So when you heard the idea of what they were trying to do, did you feel like this sounds dumb off the rip? Or did no. You... The, 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 app, the app is solid. You like the app? And the festival was solid. Together, the marriage, solid. The timeline, if you've ever planned an event, you know the timeline right. is crazy. Like planning dinner at your house can get a little crazy right. if it's 10 people. So you're talking about thousands of people and you're giving yourself... What was it, 90 days? weeks you're giving yourself weeks basically that didn't make sense so ja allowed this gentleman to bring him this idea you know it sounded good ja was even a part of the magnesis which to me i didn't catch that i didn't realize that he was i know that the the rick ross performed at one of their events and is that how they met um he wanted ja to perform at magnesis or something of that nature um 
I don't recall the intricate details, but mm-hmm. he was in a lot of uh, pictures at the Magnesis townhouse that they ripped apart. Yeah. And had he been paying attention, he would have been like, oh, they ripped this townhouse apart. Maybe I want to think a little before. Right. Too much minding your business and not enough questions asking. So then, you know, I question for myself, why would Ja put himself in this position? He's home. He's not as relevant as he used to be. And someone's coming to him and saying, hey, you're, you're relevant to me. Mm-hmm. And... um he likes that. And then I guess this puts him in a position where he can call himself a mogul. But he took none of the steps towards being a mogul. Like, did he have any record label under him? Does he have artists that he could say, I developed this artist? See, I think I got the sense he was going the business route because okay. in um, twenty in this time frame, the business route seems to be the way, you know, you've got... Yeah, but do you just like, call yourself a mogul? Yes. Or do you take the steps? No. Because, again, going back to that social media influencer aspect of this whole story and with some of the other things we're going to talk about through this episode, having being able to walk the walk and talk the talk don't have to, you don't have, to have backup anymore. Yeah. You could just say, I'm a mogul. Yeah, but, you know, that's okay for people who have never been in the company of moguls, mm-hmm. but he was in the company of Herb. Um, right. He's moved in a room with Jay. He's moved in a room with Dame. Leora. Yes, like, I mean, but if we're going to just talk about what he's close to, right? He's moved in a room with these men. At what point does he believe that without taking certain steps, he can just slap mogul on and and, and go? See, I think that that's what celebrity gives to people, though, especially modern celebrity. You can just say whatever. Think about it. Well, that's unfortunate because... um, He's trying to do this Icon app, which is a spinoff of the Fire app, and it's a great idea for an app, but I don't think anyone's going to take him seriously. You don't think anyone's going to invest in it? No. I have questions about this app, though. So it would require the artist to put their rate in, put their management information in. I felt like it was eBay slash Uber. It felt like artist Uber. Artist Uber, but I thought there would be a bidding component. Like, oh, I don't like your offer. Try again. Offer. Right, right. See, I didn't pick that up. I was just like, I thought, and again, I could be very precious about the intricacies of the business where you negotiate what someone's rate is. Like, someone may have a general rate where they usually charge $50,000 plus XYZ. And I thought that the plus would have to be negotiated, and you couldn't do that on an app. So it felt to me like it could fall flat unless you were looking for like wedding band. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like definitely for the bar mitzvah crew, right? right? Like it's not. It it has to be for the bar mitzvah. Yeah, because I was like, how do you go about you know booking fifty cent? Am I really gonna go? He has people who do that. Sure, but am I gonna do it on an app the same way I would book a cab to get home from here? Or to get breakfast yesterday when I wanted pancakes. So I want pancakes on Saturday and 50 cent on Tuesday. That's why when I heard the app, I was like, ah. Whatever that app's potential, mm-hmm. we're not going to find out via Ja Rule. And I'm upset with oh, him. okay. Because this was the potential for him to make something of himself. And he just, he stood in his own way and well, aligned himself with the wrong. The wrong they were thing. wrong. Wrong as hell. And... On top of that, he's not holding himself accountable for the role he did play. Is it possible that he bought into the idea that Billy was who he said he was? Yes, but if you're standing close enough to it, it looked like a shit show. 
and they were firing anyone who was like, hey, shit show. Mm. So, mm. like, it was obvious if you're paying attention that it was a shit show, unless Jaws just not smart. Or sometimes artists just don't look at the minutiae and the, the details. So if he was still an artist brain, not mogul brain, because artists can ignore things. Moguls have to oversee things. So then don't call yourself a mogul. Right. Right. If you're coming in here, it seems to me that Ja was there for the party. And there's a point in the documentary Which where... One? Hulu um, or Netflix? I feel like it was the Hulu doc where they kind of decided that, you know, he had no real role. They just wanted him to be there, so right. he showed up. But then the Netflix one has him on those conference, conference calls, calls saying all that stuff and kind of offering his feedback. So I couldn't... So I, hold I yourself clarity. accountable for what you know you said. Yeah. Don't distance yourself as if you, what's he saying? I got scammed too. No, you are documented as having said, we're taking advantage of losers. Mm. And then also the power of podcasting, how they had the Drink Champs episode in there. And okay, yeah, you are a defendant in a hundred million dollar uh, lawsuit. lawsuit and you, say, and you are vision. going to go on a show and own that it's your vision because for all things that Billy's not like he has no morals it seems that he's standing up like hey this was me don't look at them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now you're saying no this was my idea see I'm assuming that because it's drink champs and they drink and that was later in it and it's funny because I watched drink champs because I like I have a harder time listening because I can hear when Nori turns. Mm-hmm. So now when I watch it, it's not as clear. So I can enjoy it all the way through. And it got right past me when he said that. When they were talking about it, it was so unimportant. You know which, who was not going to get past? The lawyers. Right. Yeah. It got right past me. When I saw it on the dock, I was like, oh, shit. I watched He's that. owning this as his idea. Yeah. And because I want he's the still best holding on to this idea that he can be a mogul aligned with this thing it's the same thing but it's different there's not a software engineer that i know that would stand with ja rule and develop an app for him so is he going to develop himself Hmm. so do you think that he was abused or he abused i think in this situation he went in thinking he was going to take advantage of the desire for these people to be near the cool hip-hop and okay. I think he got taken advantage of to the point whereby, right now, if you ask me, Jaws done. See, I don't, I don't know something. That, I believe you know I have a special place in my heart for him, but I think that his charisma will always allow him to bounce back, and the fact that he wasn't criminally charged um, will probably protect him. I don't know what's going to happen on the financial side. Like, I don't know if this could just ruin his life because if they get a judgment and they end up. Okay, if Wait. you were watching the doc, mm-hmm. the the app, the fire app would still be here. If the gentleman who got it in his spirit t- to call Comcast and kill the deal mm. didn't call Comcast and kill See, the deal. See, I missed that. Who was that? I don't remember what his name was. He's the re-watch. guy who who had the Twitter uh, fire fraud. Twitter. Yes, 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 yes. He yes, killed yes, yes. the deal. Okay, okay. He killed okay. the deal based on looking at the situation. I believe him and Billy move in the same circles, even mm, if they're not friends. Mm. And he looked and was like, oh, no, mm. I'm killing this. He called Comcast well, and was like, powerful? wait and see what happens. And his ability to make that call for Billy. Mm-hmm is going to have him make that call for anyone who tries to align themselves with any venture related to this. 
period. He's going to make that call. Mm, that's interesting. I wonder if it's a Billy thing or a Ja thing with him. Like, what doesn't he like? I think at this stage, because he in the Hulu doc, he's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Right. And now Ja Rule doesn't want to hold himself accountable. And he even references the Dave Chappelle show. That was very funny. Which was hilarious. That was quite funny. And accurate. Again. At the time. You asked me, Ja's done. All right. Well, he's done as far as I'm concerned. I he can't rap for me. Would you not see a show? No. Would you turn around the quiet protest if he came out in, in a show? It, you, he don't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so if he just comes out on someone else's That's set, the part where I'm going to the bathroom. Bathroom. Okay, just going to go check, check Funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, my son's a J. Cole fan. Yes. And I forget the other artist, but he said he went to Terminal 5 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two times, and both occasions, Ja Rule was brought out to perform Holla. How was a smash? How was a smash? But my son was like, the first time he was like, oh, okay, this is great. By the second time he was like, okay, why they, well, this is what this guy does. Cause you know, my son's 22. Right. This is what this guy does. He just goes around performing this one song. Well, he was pretty booked and busy when he first came home. Right. Um, I mean, because he was days. probably leveraging, you know, his alignment with Billy and the, the parties that he's been yeah. going to and, They had a blast in the Bahamas that first go around. There was a disrespect that occurred. Oh, yes. And I I know that we're not necessarily talking about that, but there was a a disrespect to, even to the pigs. Yes. You understand? Yes. Um, And And he was making his, like, to me, it just, it felt a lot like pumping fake, like you were in control of something that you were not in control of. We're spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You ain't spending nothing. They literally bring you out as the hip hop mascot, mm-hmm. and, and now you and now as a result, I believe you to be done. Mm. So, like, go ahead. The disrespect with the pigs, the disrespect with the island, and the disrespect of areas like this. There was a lot of disrespect happening. Yes. Um, one, you go to this place and you think what you're just going to scam all these people because they. Because they live in a place that's not America. And they speak a little bit differently. They don't understand how business functions. So you come. You have workers. You have labor. You try to change the rules. You got poor Alan over here offering to suck someone's dick. It was $175,000. Like, I don't even understand how he was able to make that phone call. I don't understand how he was able to make that suggestion. I didn't understand what Alan giving oral sex. After 30, like that... I don't know about anybody else, but I don't think that there's a head game on the planet that's worth one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Right? No. It didn't make sense. No. It was disrespectful. So it was a lot of that team was full of a lot of disrespect. They disrespected Alan in that moment as a gay man. They were disrespecting that island. They were disrespecting the vibes. And they took those girls to this place to swim with the pigs. They had no business taking all those people out there, upsetting those animals, going into that space. It's kind of like walking through a safari. With when you're supposed to ride through with your windows closed, they're the kind of people who open their windows and wonder why they got snatched out right. by an animal. Um, there was a lot of disrespect, but they were the fact that they took that lady's that they let that lady miss roll feed those people and they just walked off. They just snuck off and they dismissed everything. And it was like that none of that happened. Oh wait, and asking the gentleman what was his name? Um, Which the, one? The, the gentleman they asked to steal to go and rob customs. Yeah. 
why would he go rob customs for you? He got to live here. I was going to say, that's his place to live. And also the disrespect was you never looked at the calendar and even conceived that the folks in this country would have something something going on that wasn't centered in you. And the big problem is a lot of people say that the Fry Festival shows white privilege at its... Did I Fry? Yeah, because... The Fry Festival shows uh, white privilege at its worst. Yes. And I would say that I agree with that because there was a lot of... There was even the point where they sent the people to the resort, you know, the people who ended up going to the resort. Mm -hmm. And these people were standing on the roof of the resort partying. Yeah. What? Like, where were you brought up? Where did yeah. you come from? And why do you think this is okay? Well, you were supposed to be cultured. No, just money. Yeah. And as you said so eloquently, the children of people with money. Because many of these people hadn't have not had the chance to earn money. Um, and my sister pointed out to me that there was somebody on that docu- one of those documentaries that quit their job because they couldn't yeah, get the days quit off. Their job could, because they couldn't get the days off and selling off things that they they own. Mm-hmm. Um, and this again kind of loops back to the job rule thing. Why was this so important? And I know that once you were getting to the music festival, that had nothing to do with Ja. That was about Kendall Jenner, who's associated with Kanye West, who runs good music, saying, see my family at this event, and then allowing people to take from that whatever they want. Connecting the idea that Kendall Jenner's association with hip-hop is going to make this show the thing to be at, the coolest thing to see. Um, And then acts like a Blink-182 and all these other acts kind of like a mosh of the coolest of the cool, but good music was supposed to be like the reason why everyone was showing up. Um, yeah. But again, my problem, I don't know why this was important to Ja, except he's saying that he had a vision for this music festival and he believes his vision for the music festival would have been great. But, but if that's what, what he believes, music festivals that have a, a face on it that's a a face of color that's a rapper, Made in America. Yes. I went to the first Made in America. It was executed perfectly. Yes. It was in Philadelphia, which is not the middle of the islands, but it was still, it still took work. It still took negotiations. My question is, does Ja Rule believe that he came out of jail? Uh, Well, he went into jail, not at the top of his game. Came out of jail, clearly further away from that mm-hmm. place in his game that he was. And he wanted to, he had a vision for a music festival. Why not refer to these men that you came up with? Right, why well, that's not, what I'm saying. Or why not ask Jay about the possibility, hey, Jay, how much did it take for you to uh, get made in America? You know, you're associated with it on the same level right. that I would be associated with this thing that I'm considering. Right. I mean, um, with Made in America, their central partner is Budweiser. Okay. So you have to find... So, I th- so I'm thinking, like, as we're talking through it, was the perception, and the only way we'll ever know is to ask Jarul, um, but was Magnesis and the, and the fire team supposed to be, like, their Budweiser? Yes, but this is the, the oh, funny thing. Magnesis... Well, no. When the people were telling the truth about it, only had um, five thousand subscribers tops yes. in real life, yeah. and that's the high end of what they possibly had. Mm-hmm. It could have been four thousand. Right. What would make you believe that you could go from this five thousand to ten thousand people on an island? And the numbers kept jumping. It was right. like ten thousand, twenty thousand. It was too many people for that space. They were going to, if everyone got put there, it was going to be dangerous. So my question is, why didn't Ja turn to the people 
in hip hop who have had success and ask them what they consider to be a good way to do it. Like why didn't he? I don't know. I I, I can't answer that. I, I mean, I'm we curious. won't be able to answer. That's it. a curious. If if he ever sits down with someone, hopefully it's someone who's going to ask specific questions about and not a blame thing, but like. What was your thought process when you engaged in this? What did you perceive was happening? And not like the conversation that they had on Drink Champs, which was after you've been drinking. For Why is 50 being so kind to him? Like 50 I think because anything. this might be a this serious is... thing and he might not need to. This is a Tierra Marie. No, this, you know. but at the same time, I know why 50's being kind because you did it to yourself, Ja. You are done. You put your own fork in yourself. And you know what? You cooked yourself for 50. He don't even have to do anything. I mean, that's a way to think of it. I didn't think about it that way. I just figured it was a little more serious and he just like... There's nothing else to be done. Like, you know, for me, Jaws done. It's a no, wrap. No, because he wasn't arrested. Billy's in prison. Yeah, he's still getting... But then that, this is the most redeeming thing I think that Billy has done. He's really taking that smoke. And he probably did it because he knows he's going to be in a resort type of jail. He was and, paid too. Right. He, he was, was paid. paid to participate. And, um, Which is okay. From a journalistic perspective, to pay someone to participate in this type of doc is it's fine, because he was speaking about himself. I just want to understand how Ja went from being a brand ambassador to a co-founder. Well, yeah, those are that. Maybe there'll be a third doc where we can get the answers to those questions. Yeah, it's a wrap for me and Ja and how he was allowed to be used. And speaking of that, and, and also. Looking at when people, you have to be mindful when you've got cameras on you, um, and you have to be mindful when you have people pushing you. I wouldn't, I can't say necessarily that he was pushed, but sometimes when the cameras are on you and you don't know what's going on, or you do know what's going on, once it gets disseminated outside of the two or three people in the room that think it's funny, how it can truly just cook you. And look, you it is a bad look yeah. all the way around. It's just a bad look. Like, so can, was he a rookie? Like he he did all this time in music, in the spotlight, and he's a rookie to what looks good and what doesn't look good. Uh, I just think that maybe that there was a perception they were in another world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh well, we couldn't see it. Yeah. So what? Who's going to be critical? The only people who are going to be critical are the people of the world that he's from. But when you're speaking to a whole new audience, you can be whoever you want to be. If I go to Texas and start telling them this is how we do it in New York and no one double checks, I could be the queen of Texas. That's true. So I think that that's what happens. So when we say use or abuse, I think he was being used, but I think he also might have saw an op for himself as well. Okay. So You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, these people don't really, they're not going to challenge me. What I say is going to be law because when they research me, they're going to see me standing next to and being around all of the people that they know because I am part of that movement. Because his, he has his bona fides. He is who he is. He's not pretending on that part. It's just unfortunately timing and occurrences. Like I'm not really sure why he think he was in jail for ta- I don't know. Anyway, taxes. Okay, so and, taxes or whatever. So it took him away. A gun charge. Yeah, so that took him away for a while. But if anybody Googles him, they're going to see him with very familiar faces and realize, oh, this guy is someone. So going to that audience making this, busting this move. Okay, so... Do you know what I'm saying? Like He tried to leverage something, but he was leveraged to get closer to hip-hop. I have a problem with that because it feels like a lot of people are uh, 
trying to leverage relationships to get close to hip hop with no love for, for the culture at all. Right, and that kind of brings us right to the whole like Yes Jules situation that happened yesterday. I don't really know if you guys all know who Yes Jules is. If you type her name into Twitter, you will find that a lot of people don't like her. Um, she is a woman, a manager who works in the music industry, who happens to be works alleged. It it seems as though she works in the music industry. I know for a fact that she did go on the Ghana trip with Evro, and she's a white lady, and apparently that's an issue for I'm not sure who. Um. Maybe it's an issue for her. It could be. But she's like a music manager. I don't know. I feel like she's a fire fest personality. <laughs> another like influencer yeah, who says they are a thing and you know, they'll they'll figure it out as time goes along. Because and, nothing indicated to me in there's not to me a lot on her, like mm-hmm. who is this woman? Um, a manager, uh she manages somebody who was on the Kanye West album. Yeah. Well, she did manage that right. person. But not anymore. Or um, she's a manager and she's in marketing mm-hmm. and she's a promoter. Like there's a nightlife component. Yeah. There's a lot of things that she yeah, is. Yeah, 1 a.m. is and, right. and it's not really solid to me what that is because then as of, I guess, yesterday, she's a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yesterday. Not uh, a good one either. A freestyle uh, was released yesterday with her and Soldier Boy, where she raps the following. <clears throat> I'm gonna smack my lips just to kind of clear it out. <laughs> because my ass is fat and my skin ain't black, I am a vulture catcher. Yet they never do nothing and they never give back. They keep killing blacks. So the first thing I did was I googled a picture of Yes Jules because I wanted to see her butt. To see exactly what she was working with that she felt that was such a threatening ass that because she possessed this ass of all asses and she was not black, that she was obviously a threat. And what gave her the right to speak on said ass and how she could then talk about blacks killing blacks, which, as we all know, and if we don't know, that is a straw man argument. Black on black crime is not a real thing. Black Crime is a crime. Crimes are usually caused by proximity. So if you are in a place where there's only black people, the person who kills you is probably going to be black. Same goes for white. Same goes for Asian. Done. We don't need to keep doing that. That tells me she's ignorant just from there. Um, what did she say? Because like I, I wasn't even clear. Because <laughs> on on the culture, she's a culture catcher. A vulture what? catcher. A vulture catcher. Right. I think she was trying to twist the word culture vulture and try to be like cute. Double entendre, don't ask me how. No, but no. <laughs> you know, so she's sitting with uh, Soldier Boy. So for her fire fest, Soldier Boy is her Ja Rule. Um, and he's all, what? Yes, he was very excited. <laughs> he was giving her the good ad libs. Um, he was giving good ad libs. Yo, what, what, what is that? Like, why is he giving her the ad libs instead of? Um, pausing to say, whoa, wait, what what happened? Um, why didn't he, she, because these lyrics were, it wasn't a freestyle, because these lyrics were written in her phone. Yeah. Perhaps he could have We need to talk been, about that too. Yeah. What does the word freestyle mean today? I, 
again, I don't like to freestyle. I like to think about everything. Good. I like to see if the words fit. I like to make sure that I'm not a vulture catcher. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, like, you know, I like to see what it is, work it out in my mind, see if it sounds good. But, you know, I think freestyle is supposed to be off the dome. Off the dome. Off the I dome. I think we've moved from that. I don't remember what day it happened. It wasn't an announcement. But we are not off the doming it anymore. Well, that's problematic. Well, maybe we should call it a recitation, or is that too? Yes, I remember those. Yeah, when Jesus walked, yeah, 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 yeah. I did those on Easter. There we go. We stand up, we do our thing, we memorized it, but we didn't write it today. Right. We'll call it rap recitations. So, (laughs) in all of this fire fest rap recitation with. Soldier rule on the set. Why didn't someone say, "Hey, let me get your phone and see what what are you about to recite?" And what what do you mean by you know first skin ain't black? Okay, um, I've been in situations where I you know there were white women MCs uh, that would be a part of what was about to happen mm-hmm. that didn't happen because when I read the, the contract personally the contract was BS but you know I recall being in a situation where there were very specific rules for how this white woman was supposed to move within the culture she couldn't drop in bombs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she couldn't be offensive uh, right. to the culture um, and she basically had to stand on bars right now, old girl was nice. I don't remember her name. But there were these rules. When did a memo go out or when these rules stopped applying? Uh, I don't know. I think that she might be exempt because she keeps screaming, people are being mean to me because I'm white. So maybe everyone's backing off. This is not the first or third I, time. I know this isn't her first This girl time. keeps getting into trouble in the same way and people keep jumping in front and caping for her. So I have a problem with the cape. Yeah. Um, I know that people like Mouse Jones are not huge fans of it. I know what Scotty Beam said, which, you know, the on-site order for her. Um, I understand that when you look on Twitter, people are consistently like, why is she a thing? Who is she? But then I also see her standing next to Ebro, who, say what you want, is a very mm-hmm. important part of hip-hop right now. I mean, we're in, in New Ghana. York. I could stand next to anybody if I really she put effort. Okay. She went to the Ghana trip with them. Okay. Has he spoken to, you know, because he's very vocal about a lot he, of things. Yeah, Has he, he spoken to, uh, I mean, look, I'm going to ask because I really need to understand. Why are you standing next to or caping for her? Like, I'd act sober. I said sober boy, but he's far from sober mm-hmm. boy. Um I would ask Soldier Boy, but to me, he he just seemed to be on some. Next I don't think level he's there. Something. We he's can not, have a, a conceptual conversation. And and then like when you look on Twitter, you see stuff like men tweeting. Yes, Jules said the same shit. J Cole be saying. Um, I'd have to. What what where where do they make that connection? I don't know. People just go on the internet, on their phones, and press things together. And had to find a reason to put a cape on for this person. And I'm sorry, but we have to, it's not my responsibility to champion 
clarifying what your value is. And if you are a white lady who are in black spaces with a fat ass, it is, don't let that define you. That's all I am going to say. Don't let that turn you into something more than what it is. It's just genetics or a purchase. Um, like the idea that you think that people think that you're somehow, because what she was saying by saying just because my ass is fat and my skin's not black, it's like, I guess she's thinking she doesn't fit properly. So she's somehow doing something wrong because her ass is fat. I just Again, don't understand. Her butt's It's not butt. that big. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to ask a question. Who told her her ass was that fat? I'm, I'm, I think I know who told her. Yeah, I wasn't there, but I'm guessing that she's probably gotten a lot of feedback from the collective. That's the ass collective, which I would say most black men or black people, we are on team ass. Some people are on boobies, but her ass bona fides probably came from some or many black men telling her, you thick, you hella thick, you mad thick, shorty thick. Oh, you super thick. You super oh, you thick. Give, you giving these black girls a run for their yeah. money. You giving these black girls. Y'all got to stop saying that. And I, I'm just going to. Please. I, I'm going to ask that. you to stop saying yeah. that. I don't care who you love. I don't care how you love them. It's not a competition. It's no not a competition. Don't measure them against me. Just, Whoever it is. Yeah. Like, just love. Love as you love. Like as you like. Appreciate fat asses in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Yeah, because there's people with fat asses all over the world. All over. There's people with flat asses. There's black ladies with flat W, lowercase W butts right now in the world. So don't do that. Yeah, but somehow that got to her head. And, and that's what she led her. So someone started that fire. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Whoever started the fire started the fire. And now we have Soldier Boy. And I'm going to go on record as saying Ebro in <laughs> Ghana fanning that flame. It got to stop. So that was the deal with her. It was that she's not answered anything so far. Um, I just know that everybody is cursing her out. Every few tweets you'll see people is because the thing is that she made her bones as an influencer. So there's an article right now. Did she know? And what, it says. what was her brand? It says positivity. <laughs> right. My brand's positivity. positivity. Yeah. Whatever that means. So her brand is she's got a fat ass and her skin is not black. Is that her claim to fame? Because that's right. what I'm trying to figure out. So she's an influencer. She, she definitely the, ain't out here catching vultures. No. Right? She's not. Okay. No, she's pushing the culture ahead. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Jules. Pushing so, the culture. And I hope Scotty Beam catches her and gives her a good dog walking. Um, speaking of dog walking. Speaking of walking dogs. <laughs> dog, speaking of dog walking dogs. And, and dog walking. All of it. The Queen of the Bronx is at it again. BX! <laughs> Bel Calise Almanzar, also known as Cardi B, um, got into a little bit of a exchange on Twitter with um, conservative Tommy Lauren. I believe she's like a conservative news presenter. I don't think she researches anything, so I'm going to call her a presenter because I believe she just reads things. She's on The Blaze, which is Glenn Beck's show. Uh, you might have seen her when there was that kerfuffle with Charlemagne, the blonde-haired white young lady who talks crazy out her mouth. The one that said um, uh, something about Jay Beyonce and her ex-drug dealer husband, which is true-ish. But there's a lot of space in between there. And lots of people in this world have been ex-somethings. Um, she was an ex-Target employee, if I'm not mistaken. But we don't define her by that. 
common one. I, I mean, like, and she was a shoplifter. So do we lead with the fact that she was arrested for shoplifting? Absolutely not. Right. Because, so, you know, the media is not going to talk about that. Yeah. So she commented on Cardi B's video about the government shutdown, which has subsequently been ended. Amen. Yeah, I'm very happy to see that that, that happened. And I'm happy to see my friends go back to work. Cause I have a lot of friends who are federal employees who were starting to wonder, like, how it was going to all work out, not getting paychecks after paychecks. But... Cardi got on and did a live where she basically said, it's scary, uh, it's messed up, you know, what was put into place in terms of healthcare and access was important for you to be able to check yourself and for your grandma to get her diabetes checked, all relatable, everything relatable, and Tommy didn't like that and decided to jump in there, and Cardi asked her nicely, as all of my Bronx ladies do, they always give you a warning shot, and she said, please leave me alone. I will dog walk you. And <laughs> I see the future uh, fire fest getting ready to start because, you know, now all of uh, Cardi's white fans and even those who weren't fans before, they're about to start talking about dog walking people based on um, having heard Cardi say it. Do we want to explain what it means to dog walk people? Dog I mean, it knock yourself out because, oh. I mean... It, it sounds pretty self-explanatory to me. So what Cardi was basically telling Tommy is that she would beat her ass. Drag her all around the town. And then drag her down the street as if she was walking a dog. So it would be an ass whooping that would be so detrimental that she would be upon the ground and just get dragged. And it's a very demeaning thing to have happen to you. Very. And um, so what she was basically saying is, please... I'm for violence. Leave me alone. So what Tommy Warren said to her was like, oh, now all of a sudden everyone's a political mm -hmm. analyst. Mm -hmm. But no. But most of us here in America are American. And I think just based on that should be able to have an opinion when our government is shut down. Because even if we don't work for the government... Uh, were affected. Were affected. Yeah. Uh, what they were saying, food, the FDA wasn't working, so be easy with what you're eating. So Cardi spoke from the perspective of being an American. And what I'm seeing is a lot of people were surprised that uh, Cardi could speak so eloquently as to what, or not, not necessarily eloquently, but intelligently mm -hmm. as to what's going on in America. That's a bit of a problem. Like, why why don't they think she is smart enough to speak to what's going on in her country? Well, first of all, Cardi has over and over again let people know that she understands and did attend her U.S. government classes in school. She has a curiosity about U.S. government. Because of the way that she speaks English, people think that she is ignorant. That's a problem. She understands the U.S., the, what the U.S. government is supposed to do. She understands American history. She has spoken about it, whether she's referred to what FDR had to do in order to end the Depression or whether she's been on Vice on election night with Jesus and Mero. She puts herself in these spaces, but she's always authentically herself. And for some people, they think because she was a stripper, because she's from the Bronx, because she has a very strong accent, and because her elocution is not anywhere near perfect, and her conjugation of verbs is off that she somehow is empty-headed. 
and she is proving to you that she's not. And while people can argue about whether she writes her rhymes, it seems very clear that she understands what she's talking about when she's speaking about the government of the United States of America, even more so than when she talks about DR. Right. She seems to have a great understanding of well, what's going because, on. Because, you know, by and large, she's American. Yeah. Um, it's problematic. You know, it speaks to people judging where she came from and not realizing. I think she might have paid more taxes, more money yeah. in taxes than uh, Tommy Warren. So, you know, financially, she might even be a little bit more American right now. But what Cardi said, this quote from her Twitter that was great was when she said, you're so blinded with racism that you don't even realize the decision the president you root for is destroying the country you claim to love so much. You are a perfect example on no matter how educated or smart you think you are, you are still a sheep. Right. And that even speaks to the fact that I don't believe that everyone who is rooting for the president is in alignment with the way he's doing things or the things he's doing. Mm -hmm. But where they are always going to lose when coming up against Cardi is on authenticity. Mm -hmm. Because she's her principles are aligned with the way she's living her life. Yeah. And um, I imagine Tommy would be a feminist or, you know, want equality for women. Am I, I right? I wonder. Or? I'm going to look that up because I feel like maybe she wouldn't. She wouldn't want... Well, know. maybe not she wouldn't be a feminist, word. but she, I, I think she'd want equal pay for someone doing the same job she's doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you're not going to be aligned with your principles so that you could root for Donald Trump, which is inauthentic. And you're always going to lose. She ridicules feminists. Oh, she does? Yeah. Yeah, she uses feminists but how as does a she feel about getting paid the same as her co-host? They get her cheap. Oh, they get her cheap? Mm -hmm. oh. But the access, for some people, getting me cheap, if I get to be on TV, is cool. Mm. But that tells you a bit about her. Yeah. Again, it's not authentic to me. Yeah, it's not authentic. It's young, what's considered attractive. And it's, I think it might even be stupid, just flat out stupid. Yeah. She says some crazy ass shit. Right. She, she, didn't she lose her last job because she said something really stupid? I mean, she she kept all the coin, but if no, the that's coin Megan is Kelly. oh, that's Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly got fifty million dollars to leave, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Because she said she didn't understand what the big deal was with blackface. Right. That's Megan Kelly. So what? What a did Tommy? Did Tommy Lauren lose a, a job behind saying something stupid? Uh, I don't know. I think she might have been. Um, oh yeah, she was fired from the Blaze. She was fired from Glenn Beck's channel. Oh, so she didn't mm -hmm. keep the coin and she doesn't have the access. She has some other... She's on like a YouTube... She's performing somewhere on YouTube now because she's performing. And the reason why she got fired um, had to do with a pro-choice um, comment. And I guess her and Glenn Beck had a... Had a they were at odds. Oh. You remember Glenn Beck? Yes, I do remember yeah, Glenn Beck. Yeah, so he created his own channel after he got fired one time too many. <laughs> and um, I mean, the Blaze is really popular, but it's just his like conservative space for people to just lose their shit on television, and people watch it and they love it. Uh, I, I try not to give them any spins or clicks or uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to a point where I try not to give 
any of these people any of my time and energy. Like, you know, outside of a few clips I catch here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if I catch something, I'll, I'll do a deep dive. Yeah. But I don't want to give them a single click right. towards their Sometimes name. Sometimes it's good when you can find the transcript. Right. Because then you could just read it and you get what you need. Because usually the they, they're using what me. <laughs> yeah, you read it, you get what you need because they're not utilizing any inflection or speaking with any irony or they're not being funny. They're usually saying fucked up shit in plain language so that most people can understand them. And what where Tommy went wrong is that she thought she was going to dismiss Cardi B as a ghetto, like gutter snipe. Stripper. Stripper. You know, it's going to get to a point where we're about to hit the mass, the critical mass, where she's going to be doing this longer than she was doing the stripping. So when does that stop? You know, when do we let that go? I feel like it stops when uh, people get scared of the possibility of being dog walked. Maybe. I mean, I don't think that Cardi was joking. She wasn't. And I like the way she said it. I'm telling you. It was to the point. Yeah, like, I'm telling you. It was a great synthesis of it, what's going to happen if you continue. Please leave don't me at alone. Me. Please leave me alone. And she didn't add her again. You know that, right? <laughs> I know she said something else afterwards. She did, but, but um, she did not add her again. Wise woman. She left it alone. The girl started a fight at a very big, well-attended party. She's with the shits. She's not embarrassed about it. It's part of the things that I love about her. I know some people feel like upper echelon, those people are you people. Know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of when someone says they're going to do something. Doing it. Um, like, it like I talk it. Walk it like yeah, I talk it. That's why I, you know, I guard what I say slightly because, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I guard who I'm around because I, I tend... I'm from the Bronx. I'll just leave that. Yeah. I'll leave her right there. She's from the Bronx, New York. Shit happens. Right. I believe that is mm-hmm. what Joe Crack the Dawn said. That's what he Bronx, meant, too. New York. Shit happens. Right. I get it. I That's no exactly what it, it boils down to. Yeah, you guys do get with the, the shits pretty quick. Faster than I would like, but not as fast as it used to be. Yes. And I do. I am very proud to say that and see that. All the growth, girls. All the growth. Women. Ladies, um, and speaking of women and ladies, uh, we gotta talk about our big sisters. Yeah, we gotta talk. And when I say our big sisters, we talked in our introductory episode. You know that we're both women that are a little bit over forty, um, and our big sisters would be women like Taraji P Henson. Would Gabrielle Union be in big sister age range? She's like oh, she like forty eight. Yeah, yeah she's get, big sister. The brat, all of these people who were adults just a little bit ahead of us. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But we have to talk about this need that we still are holding on to as it relates, and as it's been personified with the R. Kelly situation. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to talk about what, what happened with Taraji and then what happened with the brat. Um, see, I, I'm, I know more about the Erica Badu component. Okay, and so... Then, um, the Lil Mo component, where she wasn't necessarily caping for R. Kelly. So now that's four. Yes. That's um, Taraji, but she, you know, Mo. Fast Girls, Where Were the Parents, and it's like, that's not necessary. This man who makes great music could also be a piece of shit individual. And it's okay for these two things to coexist. And it's okay to decide what you want to do about it. But it's in your best interest to... Uh, Think about it before you publicize. The Read thought. the room. Right. The worm has turned. We're not talking about fast ass girls no more. Right. We're finished with that. That was 10 years ago. That's how 
This got to go on for another 10 years. Read the room. We have moved from fast-ass girls to what the fuck is wrong with R. Kelly. Right. And then, you know, it's funny that we're talking about these big sisters caping for R. Kelly because we just spoke about who was caping for Julie. Like, it's just we're mess caping, everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're, we are caping for people who don't necessarily need it mm-hmm. on both ends. Yes. Um, it's a daggone mess. Like, we do not need to take up for R. Kelly. What was, Kelly, Tar- what was Taraji's so what, Okay, let me explain to you what happened. So, for whatever reason, Taraji went on her phone and looked up mute R. Kelly. Ah. And then said, let me see something. And... The what about... The, she did the what aboutism about Harvey Weinstein. And I think Taraji P. Henson is very smart and very feisty, and I love her. I feel and like she's a, uh, like a Cardi B big sister. Yeah, if you think yeah, about yeah, how yeah, she yeah. came into... I love it. Type of thing. She's feisty. Feisty. She's very Say feisty. What she thinks. But and I know that we, as black women specifically, are protective of, are aware that black men sometimes don't get the right fair deal, and that sometimes what's good for the goose is not good for the gander in terms of what black men do versus what white men do from a criminal perspective. But looking for a mute Harvey Weinstein on Twitter or Instagram. When there's no muting of Harvey Weinstein. He is no not someone sound. to mute. He was someone that was in a position of power and then he was taken out of it. And then on Saturday that just passed, yes, day before yesterday, there was a documentary that was was viewed and was being screened at Sundance about all the terrible things he had done that's been produced by the BBC. Right. And the, and one of their partners. This is going to be put all over the world. So his nastiness is going to be on full display. And it's not just a, tw- a, a hashtag that only had 260,000 posts. You would have thought there would be more for what we had saw with R. Kelly do. But at this stage, um, I think that if you Google the whole idea that R. Kelly is not getting fair treatment and Harvey is... You find out really quick. At least this week or last mm-hmm. week, you find out really quick that that has been and Harvey's tossed. been arrested. Right, he has been indicted. So there's no reason to do that. And I remember someone saying, um, "You, it, it shows the world you live in." And this is not to again. Harvey Weinstein's gross. R. Kelly's gross. They can both be gross. But if you live in a world where the only thing you focus on are things that relate to black things. You don't understand the world, world outside yes. of you. You need to broaden your horizons, as my mom would say. I listen to... Get off the block. Get, get off a mental block or a physical yes. block. Knowing that there were news articles, there have been podcasts, there have been long-form interviews, an hour with people who worked for him, who were moving the needle on him being able to access women and talking about why. These people have agonized in public and self-flagellated themselves in public for what they've done and are moving through it. At least they're there. We're still trying to figure out, do we stop listening to his music or not? Right. Do you know, um, like these people are all the way over here. Like, I feel terrible. I fucked up. This guy's fucked up. Get him out of his own company. They took yes, him out of his own get company. Out of, and you know, he was muted. Um, they muted his pockets. Yeah. So I, again, I don't understand the reason why yeah. people feel the need to say, well, what about? And I don't know the reason why if that's your friend, like if it was, if Brat and R. Kelly are friend friends, like people with each other's phone numbers, eat out of each other, go in each other's refrigerators. If someone asks you a question about your friend, you don't have to defend them in public. You, you can just say walk no away. Comment. 
You can just walk away. That's my friend. And that's a period on it. And just walk away. What you will not do is have me out here talking about my friend. Walk away. You don't have to keep trying to talk about where there's was the nothing, parents. Yeah, there's where nothing the to say. Where was the parents is like, not the answer to the fact that he There's nothing to wrong. say. And then, um, so Erica, the issue with Erica is that um, even though in the past she has been more inclined to ask where the parents are yeah. or to mention that the young girls are fast, she felt the need to uh, send up a prayer for R. Kelly in and public, right? wish him well. Um Nobody want to hear that, sis. Nobody want to hear that. He's not the one who needs the prayer. But I understand if he gets it. But we don't need to encourage him. If you're going to pray for him, pray for him. And, you know, that's your business. Read the room. Nobody cares. Nobody want to hear I think that it. that's what we're, we're seeing here. We're seeing people who... Tone deaf? Tone deaf about reading the room. That we're not still talking about fast-ass girls. We are now talking about yuck. Right. Get him out of here. We're all disgusted. Let him go. Goodbye. Maybe once he's in jail paying for his or paying for his sins, maybe people will be happy to play his music if they want to. I think Erica was like, you know, everybody needs a second chance. But he has to want that for he he has to admit that he messed up the first one and he has yet to do that. No, he keeps talking about if they wanted to get me, they should have tried to get me, blah 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 blah. He's an arrogant pig. You know, I'm not a fan. I stopped being a fan. After the Aaliyah marriage, yeah. So, so you know, we've discussed that I've never been an R. Kelly musical. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with me. I know mm, everyone else really were into R. Kelly. TP two is cool, but it was I, easy to let him. Go. I mean, so you know, it was not hard for me to let him go because I mean, look at why we're here. I am a hip hop head. Okay. So, you know, I'm not married to anyone really. Mm-hmm. in R&B to the point whereby I can't let them go. Right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, like, I'll be all right. You're like, all right, bye. I, I'm okay. I wish but, you the so, best, R. Kelly. So, you know, maybe maybe it's hard for people to let him go because he's the soundtrack to their lives. Romantic lives, usually. Right. But, Someone you know, you gotta, you gotta music. let that go. That, they had the first orgasm to his music. They played his song at, at their graduation. But, you know, nah. Like, um, yeah, yeah, big sisters. Y'all gotta get that yeah, together. Please. You know, I, I can't tell you what to think. And I'm but not I, canceling uh, Erica yeah. Badu. I'm not. I'm not gonna cancel. Um, um, I would love to, to talk about it with her. I'm not um, canceling. I'd love to talk to Taraji. Because then Taraji came back and said, listen, I was not saying anything about R. Kelly. She was doing what about ism. I think it did, we lower ourselves when we engage in what about ism. It is below us. We do not have to do that. There's a whole desire to be the same as um, the dominant culture. Yeah, and that's leading us to. into all kind of fire festivals. And yeah, I, I just don't understand why we need that. I don't need it. I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah, we don't have to keep what abouting. Let's deal with what we got to deal with, and don't worry about. It. They're gonna get Harvey. Harvey's getting out the paint the same way Roman Polanski got the fuck out the paint. Um, I don't know how we didn't get Woody Allen out the paint. He's gross, and his movies are not all of that. Do what you got to do with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Saying. I can let him go. Um, and then, like, you know, everybody's... I, I, us having this next little thing that we need to talk about is probably going to be the thing that gets us into some arguments. But um, our dearly beloved young brother, J. Cole, dropped a song called Middle Child. On the twenty third, with all this fanfare, 
school oh. was fanfare. Oh, yeah, it was hype. It was Instagram posts and lyrical quotes. And I thought he was going to curse somebody out. And it was on title and it popped up. And they did an excellent job on the social media push. You go, any of you guys know I like a, or you don't know, I love a good strategy, execution, and all of that. And then I press play. And lukewarm. And I was like, okay. Hmm. It was lukewarm, but he can rap. He's good. He 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 has a nice pen. Yeah. Um, he writes well with it. But something happens when he steps in the booth that, I mean, personally, I respect his pen. But I don't have to listen to him. I you know, if he were to be canceled for whatever reason, <laughs> you wouldn't miss him. You know, I'd be like, that's unfortunate. Um, maybe it's a generational thing. You know. Maybe he's the kid brother that I'm like, yeah. I've gone away to college and I'm I'm good. I'm in my new life and, you know, I care for him because that's what I'm saying. I do care for him. But, you know, if he never, um, if he got canceled, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. So do we like J. Cole? I like J. Cole. I think he's an upstanding young man. If there's a concert, a festival. Yeah, okay. Okay, a festival. A festival. And, there's a, and the, the headline is J. Cole. There are other people you like, but when it's the headline is J. Cole, that means that's two hours in the sun with J. Cole on your feet. I'm not doing two hours in the sun with J. Cole. Okay, so we don't because like him that I think much. who do you like enough to stand outside for two hours? That's I, I like Kendrick that much. You stand out. In, I in stand the sun. out in the sun for Kendrick, mm-hmm. and if he were walking by and he needed my umbrella, I'd risk I'd risk a little bit of sunburn for oh, Kendrick. Okay, I, I'd risk it. All right, so then there, that's. That, so they're the same, and they're yes. the same age group. So you're they're the same age group, and you know, some would even argue their pen is. They, yeah. they you know, I'm not saying that Pulitzer Prize Cole winning isn't Kendrick nice. Lamar? Hmm? Pulitzer Prize winning Kendrick Oh yeah, Lamar? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Beautiful. He has a wicked pen. Like I, something happens when he gets to rhyming. You know, for me, his music is clean the house music. Like I'll clean the house with it in the background, but you know. But you're not gonna drop it low. I'm not. No. 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 And you're not gonna like get the ugly face going. No. No. So that's not gonna happen. I've been challenged. Um, I was having a conversation with my sister about J Cole, and she, basically, she likes him a lot. She's a J Cole fan. My son's a J Cole fan. He'll wait on the line for J Cole. She will not do that. He'll wait on the line, but but he's 22. Right, so they're within that's, 10 that's years. That's the cult of, following. No, no, that's not true. She, I always mess up her age. She's much older than him, but she's in that other section of J. Cole fans where they, they mess with him because he's like intelligent. Yeah, and you know, he's intelligent and mm-hmm. he, he's nice with a pen. It's yeah. just something's missing. What about the song did you feel was missing? I didn't like... Um, I didn't like him trying, you know, he, his whole premise was that he's the middle child of hip hop, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that generation. I think that's even a brilliant approach. That's a to fly the idea. It's, it's, it's brilliant. However, um, I don't think he did the trap sound well. I don't like the way he sounded on it. it was, you know, he wasn't killing it for me like a future would. It was a little sing-songy for me. Um, so I didn't like that. Sometimes, and I, I, I believe I mentioned that there was a point where uh, I was told that, you know, I was rhyming. I was it was too smart. Mm-hmm. Some of the ways I would write, mm-hmm. he might have been guilty of that, where he was more verbose than he needed to be in mm-hmm. certain areas. And so you that think he needs to edit a little bit. It, it, there were some words he could have dropped out to make it 
bounce better. Okay. Mind you, my son has no problem with the way he bounced mm-hmm. on that track. I do. I hear it differently. I hear everything differently. I didn't like the way he was bouncing on the track. He felt uncomfortable until he got like somewhere. I feel like I tracked it at like 2.46 seconds, mm. 2 minutes, 46 seconds. That's where it felt like he got comfortable with it. See, for me, what I was hearing, it sounded repetitive. The whole way through, it was like he was on the same pattern, the same bro, until the end when he does like, not yeah. a bridge, but like that outro. Yes. So the outro is like something different, but for the whole song, it just sounds like it's like every bar ended the same drop down. His sound, and it, it was, what he was saying was ill. And I thought that the words yeah. he chose to say were great. Yes. But it was something about, it could have been the beat. There were too many of the words to even, and the beat, I, I didn't like the beat. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and hear acapella. I'm going to see if I can find an acapella version of it. Maybe if someone put it on a different track. Yeah. But, because we listened to that freestyle with him rapping over Uchiwali. I, I like that. And I, you know that I might even have made a face to that. Yeah, but yeah. it was the Uchiwali track. It's hard not to make a face. Which some to people Uchiwali. there's controversy on that because some people think it's terrible. The Uchiwali I, I, I track, it. and then other times it's just about who saying what. For that song to have been because he was speaking about the same, the um, same thoughtful yeah. topic, but he was on that track that's usually known for very vulgar talk about sex. With right, random women, and he was able to make it work. And I, you know, I think I might have ugly face to that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've listened to that more than I've listened to everything except 1985. I like 1985. I like Spicy Drake. Like, I mean, excuse me, Spicy J Cole. There was, that's another thing. Yeah. There was a point in Middle Child, the first verse. I thought might have been Drake on a bad day. Eesh, eesh. I thought it might have been Drake on a bad day, and then when I realized that. You know, it wasn't uh, the Hit It In The Morning song, and mm. there was not going to be a compilation, or, you know, I, they weren't be going to be going back and forth. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, this is J. Cole by himself. So it wasn't going to be like Jaden Styles. No, it wasn't going to be like <laughs> Jaden Styles. And um, the best. It was, it, was, it was just him. I thought it was Drake for a second, and... Not Drake on a good day either. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just didn't like the way he was bouncing on the track. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about words and that kind of could go into like my my night last night. Because last night I spent time with people who words and words that we know the meaning of and not know the meaning of get slammed into bars and they figured out ways to make that work. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there was like a whole language that was being conveyed to you if you didn't know if you right. were not enlightened and they managed to make that work so something's missing with something's J-Cole. missing with J-Cole. and just for the full transparency last night i went to um terminal five and got a chance to see the wu-tang clan perform 36 chambers in order Ooh. in order so they basically began it in the same way that the album begins and went through the entire album to the end that was the first part of the show and even the way it was performed was like every time somebody's part came, the person came on stage. No one was introduced. As they, they shouldn't need introduction but, at this stage. Right. No one was, the only person who was introduced was Papa Wu and Master yeah. Killer because some people don't know who Master Killer is. Yeah. Um, but them, the words, the language, the, that a lot of that 5% of language that they use, 
and their slang from their part of like Staten Island was you had to catch up quick and they made us like it and, and the RZA talk well, which sometimes didn't make sense yeah, well, and the Kung Fu stuff like think about the fact that's that a lot to it's a lot and, how and, long was the concert? well doors opened at 7 and we left I think we left we got to the car like 12.30 that's a lot to so I um, mean they timed it well but that's a lot to well see. they went on stage at 10 mm-hmm Funkmaster Flex was the opener. And I know that everyone's been like off and on Flex. But I will tell you that this night, in this time, in this space, doing what he needed to do there, which was create a vibe for people who were here to hear 90s hip-hop, he did an excellent job. Um, did he get into the remember the time? This my One of my biggest problems with Flex mm-hmm. is what he does with remember the time, where he will play that. He didn't. He did okay, not. great. What he didn't do that because you know what was, I'm talking yeah, he, about. There was no need for that. So what he did do is he had to explain what was my biggest problem with Flex is that Flex don't let a song play long enough. That that's my problem with him. I think that I it, mean that happens with the remember the time. Yes, moment. he's you're moving things too quickly. But I think that he got to a place in space where he started to enjoy himself. Okay, and he was starting to play songs that were songs that we don't get to hear very often. So in the set he played. Um, Cypress Hill, oh. How Could I Just Kill a Man, which you don't hear very you often. Hear he played that. that to almost the middle of the second verse. Oh. Um, <laughs> played, now I'm all like, oh, right, I yeah, There was a point in time where he played Broken Language by Smooth the Hustle and Trigger the Gambler, which yes. is one of my all-time favorite songs ever. I literally almost jumped off the balcony and just levitated because no, I feel like no one knows that song except me and like my friend who was with me. And like a few other people. Did you get that moment where people look at you, where you know all the words, and yeah, people you get it going, and that people are looking to me over? All the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, but I'm, that, the, I'm the one with the hands yes, and the hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? Yeah. And people are like, yeah. Oh, but you're wearing a dress. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't care, care if I'm wearing I a dress. This is yeah. When broken language came on, that was that that was that moment. I was like, why? Why? What happened? I don't know what happened. I'd love to investigate that at some point because they were Def Jam artists. I love that song. I love that song so much. So they played that. He went through all of these nights. He didn't play enough Nas for the '90s, in my opinion. And I know that sometimes it's hard with Nas for a club setup. Yeah. Um, but he did play um, Onyx. He did get a good, a good few Onyx pieces, and which is, which I think we forget. This sounds Onyx like a flex 90s. I can respect. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like a, a like DJ flex, D- like yes. a true DJ. He didn't talk not a radio much. personality. Yes, he didn't really have a lot to say except like you know I'm gonna go to Jersey. I'm gonna he played Lords of the Underground, oh, which man. is like my friend who went with me. Like Lords of the Underground is like favorite, one of his favorite ever in life. Like the uh, yeah, and I like Lords of the Underground too. Um, they played. He just played everything that made sense and very little. Silliness. Maybe he was held to task. To there was a that. lot of because he was like, "I'm here for free because I'm here." But see, what I don't like about Flex is I remember when you admitted out loud that when you first heard "Protect Your Neck," mm-hmm. you didn't think it would it have. was going to do anything. Uh, I don't know. Like Flex is charged with being one of the um, the guards at the door. Mm-hmm. That would have been unfortunate if that were true. Well, thank God for Ralph McDaniels because thank remember, yes, we got to, we got the visuals mm-hmm. almost at the same time that we got the audio. Yes, and that was the craziest thing I had seen in a really. I, mean, I remember I ready to like, oh my gosh, what's happening? 
And then to see that they're well, to see that they are seamless, to see that they are consummate professionals. Everyone knew the words. Everyone was moving. You got, I'm going to post yeah, a lot of hilarious. videos. Like, I'm going to post videos on our on our um, Instagram as, stories. As we think about hip-hop aging, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that's going to go is your memory with your lyrics. You um, think so? I, I know there was a point where KRS-One was like, you know, I don't remember all the lyrics to all my songs. Oh, wow. Like, so, you know, I think he has, like, teleprompters. Oh, like, good, good, good. Go Billy Joel has that. Yeah. When he performs it, he's, because you're, you know, after a while, yeah, you're, you're right. losing it. That's Especially a lot of content. Songs. Yeah. I remember Jay Z saying that. He's like, I know people walk up to me and they rap my shit to me and they want me to rap it back, but like, I, like I'm charged with not only remembering all of those for mm -hmm. a show, but I'm still show. trying to uh, create yeah. more things. So you know, I have to, I have to dump in order to yeah. add. Like, it I was get it. Method Man is still the charismatic spirit. That you. Like, I mean, I think he showed that, and they showed that in um, the Tiana Taylor video. That was good. But remember the show, the movie, the show when they were like yes. screaming on him and playing him because yes. it like you always want to talk. Mm -hmm. It was the best thing for them. Right. They needed okay. someone to do that, and it's not just because he is the most attractive person in the group. Because he's not, but he is definitely the second most attractive person in the group. But he is his tallness and his and his charisma. I think leads people when they're not looking to not realize who is the most attractive person in Wu Tang Clan right. and think it's Method Man because he's got three more inches on and he's a little slimmer right. than the person that I think we both agree. Yes, who's the most attractive person in Wu Tang Clan? That would be Ghostface Killer, Dennis Cole. Yes, um, Ghostface Iron Killer. Man. Yeah, he was phenomenal. And after they finished their album in order, then they performed some of their hits. They performed Ice Cream and did, they brought out Did Redman ever make an appearance? Uh-uh. But they have a night tonight. Okay. Because he kept saying, is my man here? Is my man here? I don't think he knew whether he was there or not. Okay. So I think Redman will probably show up on the Sunday performance. Um, but um, they had uh, they did Ice Cream. They had Capadonna out. Then they had Capadonna out for all of the songs that he performed yeah. on. Um, they did Triumph, which is the longest oh. song in rap history. But yo, that track. It was so well received. That track. It was so and method bring the pain, which is another song that means like a lot to me. It's weird because some of the, my favorite songs was grimy, dirty, just uh, that go that grimy, dirty. First of all, um, you know, last name Grimes. I have oh, a right, problem right, right, with right. the word grimy. Right. <laughs> well, I always have, but oh, I'm sorry. if you're gonna, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um. That said, I I have an affinity for the dark, grimy, get it on the ground like that. Their if you want to hear me on a track, that would be it. And listening to their lyrics in a space where I'm an adult and realizing like, what were we going through? Yeah. Do you ever think about that? Like, were we okay? <laughs> Probably not. What there was a lot we, going on. What were we relating to? Because we were relating to some dark and sad stuff. We were also relating to some fun and fantastical stories. Fun and fantastic, but, space, but like for me, like the dark track, they definitely spoke to something in me. Like we definitely knew we were inner city kids. Mm -hmm. um, we had friends mm -hmm. dying. We had yeah. friends getting arrested. We had friends selling drugs. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot going on. Yeah. Like you know, it was latchkey kids. Yeah, you know there yeah. there was a lot going on. And you know, just by virtue of being latchkey kids, we were um, 
exposed to music we probably shouldn't have been listening right, right. to. We were baby adults right. making choices. Right. Autonomy, which is hasn't hurt as far as I can see. But it does change how you perceive the world. Yeah, but you know, like things speak to me. Um, you know, just going back to KRS one when he was like with one and a half pair of pants, you ain't cool, you know. I'm one of six children. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I could do the math for one and a half pair of pants. You know what I'm saying? We're like, yeah, it's totally not cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we was going through stuff. Like, right. we totally relate to this dark music. Yeah, I was, we like, when I was, li- like, reciting, because I know, I catch words. Mm-hmm. I catch lyrics. I know the words to a lot of songs. The, more, than, more than you would even know, you know. You just be like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, As soon as this song comes on, and I'm like, wow, I know this I song know. all the way to the end. Like, I remember the ad libs. All of it means something to me. And then there's other songs that I like that I can I could never catch the lyrics to. Yeah, but you know the vibe, you know the feeling. Yeah, but when I what I was assessing in the moment was like, especially because I was sober last night. Um, I had like one drink, and I think that they were doing something funny with the liquor because nothing yeah, ever happened. Water. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, happened. nothing happened. So I was in a clear mind and in the moment, and observing other people in the moment, and just thinking about the music, and I was like, oof. At some point, we're gonna to have to assess what was what were we going through. Yeah. Um, what did the crowd look like? Oh, uh, the crowd was mostly male. Okay. Which is which is what I expected. Yeah. The last show I went to previous to this was a Black Moon show, because Black Moon's album came out and it was a milestone, and it was me and my friend Stacy, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And some guy and his wife, and everything else was male men. And manage men. Because right. there's... But Wu-Tang has a different vibe. So, like, the Black Moon show has a certain kind of yeah. man. Um, mostly black. That's when that backpack mostly was men, dirty. Up to 50, mm-hmm. I would say. Some of them may or may not fuck you up if you make a mistake. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's a different vibe. It's an overlap to the Wu. But it's... You understand what I'm saying? That the Black Moon yeah, person who comes out is different. So then this was mostly white. It was a lot of guys... Mm-hmm. A lot of guys that were, could have been anywhere from 35 to 50, I would say. Um, okay. uh, there were women there, but almost every woman was there was with a man. And there were sometimes women there who wanted to, you could clearly see, they wanted to be yeah, there. Yeah, I was about to say, well, did they know the lyrics? Yeah. Did they the, have their we hands going? We were standing going? adjacent to the VIP, and those women, unfortunately, one of those women became the butt of Method's wrath. Because they didn't seem like they wanted to be there. It seemed like they were there because maybe their men wanted to be there. Okay. And they were standing in front with a direct eyesight to white, black? white ladies with a direct direct line of sight to the artists. They could see us. I didn't realize until I made eye contact with Ghostface Killer that they could see us as well as we could see them. And this lady was being very clearly unimpressed while these men were giving it everything, everything they had. And, and it got we, to a point. We're not young like that yes, anymore. Yes. I'm performing on stage for hours. I'm, I'm gonna need, jumping off I'm gonna stage. need you to help give I'm me some energy. Yeah, give me some of your energy yeah. because like, yeah. don't mess with the vibe. Yeah, and he literally calls her a bitch. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not nice. That wasn't nice. He was like, this bitch right here. And I was just like, wow. But she was a bitch the whole night because, like I said, we were adjacent to yeah, the VIP sheesh. section. I mean, I was about right. to say read the room, but like read the times. We can't, we can't it do was, that anymore. I, I, yeah, she is lucky that the person who, because I was two people away from her, but she was annoying a woman who was standing right next to her, and she seemed like she was trying to solicit a two piece from somewhere. Okay, 
she was the kind of person that you're in a standing wait, wait. only venue. What happened after, like, she was called, called out for her being stink was face? Like, he was like, is he fucking talking to you? you? And she was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, what a fucking asshole. We've got to go. No. Did they leave? No. Well, <laughs> he's five an minutes asshole, later, but I really like this right, song. Five minutes later, he was pumping his fist and rocking out to Triumph. Well, then that's not a way to defend Which, your you woman. You know what that tells me? Mm. She's probably a bitch. He's um, like, he talking to you? Someone had to say it. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's exactly how it came off. Like, he was like, oh, that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, anyway, so, like, we're not moving. But I think what I was saying about the VIP culture mm-hmm. is that sometimes people are in a place because they've been given access and they don't oh. want to be there. You know, and that goes back to the to beginning. Fire. <laughs> like, the fire, fire, fire stuff. Where it's like, oh, we got VIP to the Wu-Tang Clan show. Okay. But what does that mean to you? Because it obviously means nothing to you, sis, because you're standing here as if this is too loud. It's, I don't like... This racket. This, all this racket. All, all this, this noise. Shaolin racket. So what she said to the lady who was standing next to her, was like, oh, I, you know, I'm having a hard time getting comfortable. I don't have a lot of room. And the lady looked at her. And this lady is an adult, as mm-hmm. we are adults. But I also know what I know. And I could see in this lady's eyes that another time would have been another situation. <laughs> and she looked at me and I said, what's wrong? I didn't know her, but I mouthed her what's wrong. And she told me what she said. And I just shook my head. I said, don't, you know, like. Let's don't, not feed into that. Don't do it. But why not? Why not go to the back? Why not stand in the back? But she was on Snapchat and she was doing all the videos. So she wanted to look oh, cool. So what was the face like when she was on Snapchat? Well, she was positivity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was positivity. Yeah, she promotes positivity. She's her brand is positive. Yep. I wonder if we could find her. Yeah, I wonder because I kept the thing. If it was, is that she was kind of looking around with a level of I'm better than this. Not, just not sure what was going on because the other side of VIP was all of their friends and family. So this side was obviously either people who bought in or people who were all given access. The, it was sold out, full house. Okay. Top all three floors. Hey, Amen. Very proud of hip hop. That, that's where I'm proud of hip hop. Yeah, as you should be. As proud of the growth. Like, look at that. Yes, and it was growth. It's it's kind of like the anti fire festival in right. a way because it's like this is this room full of people. Many of these people are affluent. I'm guessing or not. I feel like the Wu Tang Clan, their fans are either yeah, affluent they're... or not. Right. And that not doesn't mean not in black. Not means not in white. Not in Hispanic. Not in not, black. Not, not in not, Asian. Not. Just you ain't got it. You made your way here for this, and maybe you'll see another show in a year or two, or well, not. Well, this is the last show, right. you, you know, and you're okay with that. And you're happy. Because it's the whoop. Right, and then there's the other people who you can tell this is just what they do. It's just a regular setting. I quit my Yeezys. job because they would give me time right. to go to the whoop. A lot of people in Yeezys, you oh. know, okay. you understand. Yeah. Hoodies, like very, like, fancy, like, real fly hoodies. It was, it was two vibes. It was... I don't want to use the yeah, word. It was, it, was, it was three vibes because the, the two vibes are the folks that want to be there. Mm-hmm. The haves and the have-nots are those right. who, and the, those who didn't want to be there at all. Right. Or just being seen. Her, mm-hmm. her, her who didn't want to be there. But yeah. if she was posting positivity, I'd mm-hmm. sure like to get a gander at that. Yeah. I would love... I, I have to figure out, like, if I could find her. Because sometimes you can find people. I took a lot of... I didn't do a lot of live posting because I wanted to really process and enjoy the show enjoy the show but I didn't realize how many videos I did get um so I'll put that on the um I'll put that on our Instagram stories tonight at some point in time um but that was my last night and I love going to shows so as I go to shows I'll be happy to tell you guys the good 
the bad and the ugly, because sometimes it's ugly. Sure. Yeah, but it was it was really good. Everything was, except the opening DJ could have been tighter. Who did opening? I don't even know what his name was, but we were kind of That's like, why we, uh, yeah. you know, he'll get tighter eventually. Yeah, but. he was like trying to cut up songs like, um, like a, a 50 Cent song and like What Up Gangster, which doesn't need to be cut up because yeah, Dre yeah. did the work. Right, like he did the yeah. work, so it was all he just press play, and let it play, and let and it play. fade it out. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to cut it up, and he was really making a mess of it. I hate when that happens, and that's my issue with DJing. We can have that conversation yeah. about DJing, but it, there's a level of wanting to show your skills, and when you want to just, could you stop? Okay. So, um, in terms of like, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up, but before we go, there's something that I want to do just so we can all stay connected. Um, it's January 26th, 5th? It's the 26th. 27th, actually. Right, so we've all, we're deep into our New Year's resolutions, and um, many of us are working on our fitness goals and committing to going to the gym. And I'm playing with the idea of building out playlists um, just so we can kind of keep track of what we like and love uh, in this platform. So today I wanted to come up with like five songs that are like my go-to cardio tunes. And um, I'm going to throw them on Spotify as a playlist. But I wanted to share them with you. Uh, so my first one, whenever I go into Start Cardio, is Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast. Mm. If you don't feel like doing cardio, that song is going to make you feel like getting up, getting up that staircase, moving those feet, riding that bike, doing whatever. Um, also, the second one is Close Your Eyes by Run the Jewels. So I'm assuming that everyone listening to this podcast knows who Run the Jewels is. If you don't, tell them. It is Mike. It is Killer Mike and LP. They are awesome. Um, we got to talk about that Killer Mike yeah, on so Netflix at some point in time. That's I, I don't I don't know what I was seeing. I'm I was so confused and lost and inspired and upset and angered and everything. Uh, yeah, it. I had feelings. Yeah, the third song I picked was A Millie by uh, Lil Wayne because uh, that song. Gets me a little, gets hype. That's good. Keep you moving. And now you're already 15 minutes into your cardio set. Um, music makes me high it, by the Lost Boys because I am from Queens. And this song is always going to be ill. It's never not going to bang. Um, and then my last but not least is um, J. Cole's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Backseat Freestyle by uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, which is an underrated song. I don't understand why people don't understand that that is blackout music. It's so fly. It's so ill. He goes so hard. I love Kendrick. I I did love Kendrick. But you know what? Goody challenged me to work on my love of Kendrick um, and revisit uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. So I'm going to do so, and then we'll talk more about that. Um, I could not give you a cardio playlist for a few reasons. I hate cardio. <laughs> I do too. Sometimes. I, I hate it. No, you you spinning and all that. I You're not gonna spin. find me spinning. For me, my version of a good cardio, if in an ideal world, would be lifting weights faster, like doing supersets, getting my heart going that. Oh, way. you like the hit stuff? Yeah. Well, no, hit. I hate hit. Mm. I'm talking about lifting weights. Like mm. I'll just do supersets, lifting weights. Okay. I'm doing hit now, and you don't want to hear any music when you're doing hit. Mm. Like you just want to get that over with. And, I, and listen for the bell because you know mm-hmm. I have my little timer. Mm-hmm. I can't have music having me do thirty two seconds right. when it's only thirty. Right. So, and then if I am on a treadmill, I listen to classical music mm. um, because 
that's what my life is. Mozart, to be specific. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to be able to help y'all with the cardio. We'll um, see what we can do next week. Yes, we'll see what we can do next week. We'll have a fun time. We'll, we'll have a fun five next week and see what five songs. Maybe you'll pick five songs that you like to do something to. We'll figure that out as it as it moves on. But so we're gonna wrap up. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, no, I, I just we could wrap up now. Um, you know, anyone looking for us can find us on IG at Termigan Talk, Facebook with the same Termigan Talk, and uh, email us with any questions, comments, feedback at TermigantTalkPod at gmail.com. And that's all she wrote. Bye. Bye.